Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. The Batman, new movie out now on HBO Max and video on demand in theater still, I'm sure, for those that want to venture out into the real world and see a movie with strangers. Uh, new movie directed by Matt Reeves, written and directed by Matt Reeves, the director of two of the three most recent Planet of the Apes movies, which I absolutely love that franchise, that that little three-movie chunk of, of Planet of the Apes movies. Not enough people are talking about that franchise. Uh, he also directed Cloverfield, Let Me In. Uh, so a director that I like. Uh, Batman, Rewatched all the Batman movies also this week. So a character that I've gotten very familiar with, again, reacquainted myself with once more uh, in preparation for this movie. Uh, a movie that I was kind of, like, lukewarm excited for. Uh, because DC in general, the movies that DC and Warner Brothers are putting out are kind of hit and miss. Primarily the movies that are directed by Zack Snyder's are big misses for me. Uh, so I was more hopeful, uh, given the fact that this was directed and written by Matt Reeves. And I have to say, despite the fact that I have problems with this movie, it is a, a really good Batman movie. I, I did enjoy it overall. Um, but that is to say, in my re-watching of all the Batman movies, is that there aren't that many good Batman movies to begin with. Let's be honest. There is a lot of garbage in the Batman oeuvre of films. Uh, and I'm not even just talking about the Zack Snyder stuff. Some people love the Zack Snyder stuff. But a lot of the Batman movies from the 90s were just garbage. The franchise really took a nosedive. And, uh, it's, and even that, a lot of the older stuff doesn't hold up. But this one, I would say, is, is kind of a cross between... Uh, the Christopher Nolan Batmans, where it's it's trying to be more of a grounded take. Uh, I would say in a lot of ways this movie is is even more grounded of a take than, in some ways, uh, than the Christopher Nolan Batmans. But also, there are moments of this movie that feel like it is paying homage to or at least having the energy the vibe of the the cheesy version of batman not that this really gets super cheesy it, it always did but it, it tries to ride this line in my opinion where it's trying to do both it's trying to to kind of uh give reference to the cheesy parts of batman uh while also trying to keep it very realistic i mean as an example, we have the Penguin and Catwoman in this movie, who are, I mean, the Penguin, aside from being a fat guy, doesn't really resemble the Penguin a la uh, Batman Returns, uh, where you have Danny DeVito playing, like, a Penguin-looking man. Um, and then same thing with Catwoman. Like, Zoe Kravitz in this movie is just wearing, like, a cat burglar mask with, you know, just the seams... The way the seams poke up on her mask make it look like cat ears. Very subtle, uh, very subtle reference to both 
the penguin penguin far less and then and then catwoman um a little bit more because at least you see the ears and then batman is wearing the bat suit uh it's it's you know it's it's a different version of the bat suit but it's like it's still in in the real world nobody would wear a bat suit if batman didn't exist and somebody was there was a billionaire that was going to sneak out at night and and do these things it wouldn't have those pointy ears like there are no reason for pointy ears other than the aesthetic of the bat suit so in that way it's trying to ride the line of like real and not real there's also things that happen in this movie that are if if i'm supposed to take this movie as being like an honest real take of what it would be like if there was an actual Batman. There are aspects of this movie that are just bonkers, just bonkers for real, trying to be real life, but pretty standard practice for like an action movie. Um, and I'll talk about those things in spoilers, but when I get to, when I talk, which I will eventually talk about spoilers. But overall, I like this movie. Again, a lot of problems with it like i think robert pattinson is a great batman but he is like requiem for a dream batman like the the fact that they're using uh uh nirvana music something in the way that song but then he looks like he's an emo from the 2000s like he which is a completely different genre of music he doesn't look grunge he looks emo he looks like he has a heroin problem uh but still a great batman uh there's problems with uh commissioner gordon like for some reason commissioner gordon is doing a batman voice as well throughout this entire movie so they're like issues i have with this movie but then and then it's like trying to imitate other better movies in a lot of ways uh so let me just get into it let me just get into it i enjoyed the movie Despite the fact, like, there are moments of this movie where I'm like, this is horrible. And then there's moments where it's like, oh, this is, this, like, this movie could have been epic. This could have easily been the best Batman movie. But I think it's trying to ride the line of, of kind of still holding on to some of the, the cheesy aspects of the Batman character. As well as trying to, at the same time, be like a seven or like a zodiac. Like this is is this movie is doing an impression of those movies. Similarly to how the Joker was doing an impression of like Taxi Driver and King of Comedy. Although I liked the Joker or Joker a lot better than this movie. I think Joker pulls off that kind of imitation uh better than what this movie's trying to imitate in 7 and in Zodiac, which I I find to be far superior films both of which are more detective movies uh which this movie batman himself is supposed to be more of a detective uh type of a character uh not as much of an action type of a character necessarily uh and this movie i would say is probably the most detective-ish out of the live action movies i haven't watched the animated films uh it feels the most noir like like classic noir and I appreciated that. I appreciated that it was going for that kind of a tone. But at the same time, it's trying to trying to have its cake and eat it too. 
So it's trying to have it both ways. It's trying to be like this this supposed super grounded, realistic take on the character while also, eh, you know, it's it's still like still got its feet firmly planted in comic book land, um, which is OK, which is OK, I guess. It's just I just I felt it was off a bit. I felt it was off a bit. But other than that, I enjoyed it. Um, also, this movie does what I absolutely hate in all movies, but it generally happens in action movies. Almost every single superhero movie does it, and that is filming action scenes in the dark to where you really can't see the action. Like, the choreography of these action scenes is pointless. Whoever was hired to choreograph the action scenes, it doesn't matter because you can't really see what's going on. They may as well have animated the words pow and biff and, you know, the, the, the cartoonish uh, onomatopoeias of people getting hit because you can't really see what's going on in a lot of the things. You see, you see little highlights on people's bodies moving around here and there, and it kind of gives the impression that it's a, a cool fight scene if only you could actually see the fight scene. Um, and this movie, from front to back, top to bottom, start to finish, is dark. I mean, tonally it's dark, but also it is like... Every scene is, like in, is very like dark. It's dark everywhere dark 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 like very low light film uh which makes it hard to see which i i'm not a big fan of although there's only very few parts like only really one part that i can think of off the top of my head where it felt like they were doing bad cg there's a scene in this i'm gonna spoil stuff i'm gonna talk about details so bear with me there's a scene where Batman needs to base jump off of a building and this squirrel suit magically appears on him, which I thought was kind of stupid. Just all of a sudden, his suit is like puffy and a squirrel suit. But at the same time, it's like, whatever, it's Batman, okay. It's, they didn't want to show it. It's, it's, I don't know. They didn't have a creative way to show that transformation or whatever. And he base jumps off of this building, as Batman is one to do, which is fine. Squirrel suits, I get it. Plausible. This is realistic. Squirrel suit is something that they would use, sure. And, but still, you're going really fast in a squirrel suit. And there's this scene where he base jumps off of this building, squirrel shoot, squirrel shoot sh flying through the, down the street. And, like, at the last minute, throws the chute open, right? As a, somebody who's base jumping will do. Throws the chute open. In this movie, the parachute doesn't do anything to slow him down. Because that parachute immediately gets caught by a train, like an elevated train track. Which swings Batman up to hit the bridge that it gets caught on. Which, if we're going to be in a real world type of a movie, if this is supposed to be like some realistic take on Batman, he would have died instantaneously. Whatever speed he was going in his squirrel suit being amplified by being caught on a bridge and then swung up into the bridge itself and then gets fl flung down the street where he, like, you know, gets up and he's, like, hurt a little bit. 
And now a quick word from our sponsor. Now you can wear The Many Faces, original art by Ray Taylor. Select pieces from the ongoing series of abstract ink paintings. All products made with high quality materials, made right here in the USA. Go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch to browse the entire collection and save yourself an extra 10% when you check out by using coupon code RTS. TMF. So once again, go to inspireddisorder.com slash TMF merch and save 10% when you use coupon code RTSTMF. And now back to our show. Like that's one of the aspects of this movie where it felt like they were trying to do both. It's like, first off, the character Batman isn't, doesn't have superpowers. He's just a, a rich person. He's a normal human being that just happens to be rich. And... If we're to believe that, if this movie is to be trying to get us to believe that this is like a plausible, real-world take on Batman, then he would have died instantaneously the moment his parachute got stuck to that bridge and he got flung and hit the, the bridge and then goes flying down the street. But whatever. I get it. Superhero movie. The other bad part of that scene is like it's the worst CG. It's clearly rubber person which is another thing that i'm not a big fan of where it's like you can clearly tell the way people are moving like the physics are wrong they look like they're made of rubber um that was a scene that specifically stood out to me as being very fake uh and just just like it just could have been handled a lot better like the parachute didn't need to catch on the bridge and fling him and, and, and bash his body. Like it could have been a clean landing for him. But whatever. Whatever. Also, another part of this movie that's like, okay, I just have to like completely not believe. Like if, if that happened in the movie seven, like Brad Pitt base jumping and then his parachute gets caught, like he's dead. And this movie's trying to be seven. This movie's trying to be Zodiac. And there's another scene where if it were to happen in Seven, if it were to happen in Zodiac, the people would be dead, so dead. And that is when C4 explodes in this movie. There is a scene, there are two scenes specifically. There's a scene where there's a funeral happening and one of the DAs has like a collar put on him with C4 attached to it and he's got to get... Uh, I forget what his mission was. To He crashes this funeral where Batman is. Like, he turns into the Batsuit or whatever, and he comes out because, like, oh, we got another letter for Batman. It's like these Zodiac-type letters that are left with, like, ciphers on it. And there's a moment where that collar explodes. Batman is literally face-to-face -face with the guy, like, as close to the, to my face as the microphone is. That's how close this human being in a bat suit with the face, the chin aspect, uh, and neck aspect are pretty vulnerable areas for this human being is face-to-face -face with C4 as it explodes. And all that happens is that he gets knocked out for a bit. And not only does he just get knocked out for a bit, where do they take the Batman body that just got exploded in this church? They don't take him to a hospital or a doctor or even a veterinarian. They take him to, like, uh, the precinct, and they put him on a table in one of their, like, their uh, interrogation rooms. 
where he's just knocked out and all the, the cops are in that room, by the way, none of which on the entire trip from the, the, the funeral church all the way to the cop precinct, wherever that is, at no point any cop tries to look under the mask other batman movies have like shown like booby traps like where people try to take the mask off and like shocks them this movie doesn't have any of that stuff it's just there's like a cop that literally says like oh maybe we should check and i'm like you waited this long to check first off he was in an explosion and you didn't take him to a hospital like he guaranteed the no no physical lacerations or anything from the debris of this metal collar but also no internal bleeding, no like no no head trauma, no concussion. He's just good. Just give him some adrenaline. It'll be fine. I get it. It's a comic book movie. But like you can't try and do this like impersonation of 7 trying to make your movie look like Zodiac, trying to ground it in this way. The Batmobile looks is just like a muscle car. You know, the penguin is just a fat guy. You know, cat burglar is the catwoman is just a cat burglar who whose baklava happens to have seams that look like cat ears. Like you're trying to do this this grounded, gritty detective noir story, and yet C4 doesn't do shit. And there's another character, uh, Alfred, gets blown up by a C4 bomb also. He's knocked out for a little bit longer. I mean, he's older. He's got maybe a couple cuts here and there. But spoilers, he wakes up perfectly fine later on. So I got some problems with this movie. Like You can't like tell me this is the real take on Batman and then like this is... Like, cause if you're doing like a wacky, if you're if you're in like the the superhero universe, which Batman isn't, he doesn't have superpowers of any kind. But like, or give the mention how like at some point com- have a character comment on like that bat suit can really take, you know. I mean, even in the Christopher Nolan ones, the bat suit wasn't impenetrable to a dog bite. You know, like if if if. That Batman in the Christopher Nolan's Batman had been exploded with C4. I feel like they would have handled it in a more realistic fashion. First, I don't think they would have exploded him with C4 to begin with. Like, they would have thought, like, maybe that's a little bit too much. I mean, this movie even says, we use C4. So whatever, whatever. It's very ineffective C4. They don't. They don't even think about looking to see who the real Batman is until after he's laid out on the, the, the interrogation table at the precinct. Not even a hospital. No IV. No nothing hooked up. Like, let's just... He was in an explosion at a funeral. Let's just all cross our fingers that he's just going to magically wake up. So there's some problems with it. But I did think, uh, despite how dark it was, I did think it was well shot. There are some great shots in this movie. Uh, you, there's like a lot of shots with skylines and the sky kind of as a, the backdrop to their silhouettes. 
I thought that was beautiful. There are some beautiful shots in this. The way the the car chase scene with the penguin was sh- how that was shot. I thought that was that was great. Uh, I thought uh, his performance uh, as the penguin. What's his name? Colin Farrell. Obviously great. Everybody. It's like the major thing people are promoting and talking about with this movie is how Colin Farrell disappears into this fat suit, which I have a problem with the fact that he's even in a fat suit to begin with. I mean, yeah, his performance was great. Yeah, it's probably the best looking fat suit that's ever been used in a movie, but it still looks like a fat suit. Like there are still aspects to the way he moves and the way his his chin, like just there's just aspects that just have this uncanny valley that I don't buy. And it's like there's plenty of talented fat actors out there. Like we're in a, a world where authenticity we're in a movie that's trying to go for authenticity. And the the use of fat suits is is kind of baffling. Like I get it. Colin Farrell, great actor. But, you know, let's. Like, if the penguin was black and they did a realistic-looking uh, pigmentation of him to make him look black, a la, like, Tropic Thunder or whatever, it wouldn't be received well. It would definitely not be the thing that's used as marketing material, like this movie is. It's like, oh, we made an attractive man look ugly and fat. This is, this is the best makeup ever. We made somebody that doesn't look ugly and fat uh look ugly and fat and it, it and he's a good actor too so he so it's all great it's the best thing that hollywood's ever done got a problem with it got a problem with that but still it's one of the best batman movies you know that's just how bad batman movies are sadly there are far more misses than hits I actually only think there's one movie that has that's like almost a perfect movie in the Batman, which I'm going to do a top five of on Sunday, the end of the week. Uh, so look to see which movie I think is the the only really t- the one movie that I really don't have any problems with at all, which all the other ones. It's basically which one's the least worst is the, the list of Batman movies. Uh, but yeah, also. Great acting, great casting in this. Robert Pattinson, you know, despite the fact that he's super emo, he's super emo, looks like he should be in Requiem for a Dream, uh, still thought he was a good Batman. Aside from the fact there's a scene where he's, like, pushing a giant table across the floor so he can spray paint the uh, evidence together instead of using, instead of the traditional uh, pinning photos to a wall and then using string to attach everything, he decides to use the entire floor of one of the rooms of his mansion and he pushes the table out of the way. Uh, Like, just really looks like a meth head pushing a table out of the way. Like, doesn't really look like a buff superhero guy. Definitely cut up, but he's a very thin dude. Uh, as opposed to like Christian Bale, how he looked, just even even compare. I mean, we never saw uh, Michael Keaton with a shirt off, but Michael Keaton looked like he had more strength than Robert Pattinson. Uh, at least I don't know. We never really see uh, Keaton. Even even the horrible actor of Ben Affleck uh, got jacked for the role, put on some mass. 
uh, where Robert Pattinson just kind of looks like Robert Pattinson. Just he's thin, very thin and very like low body fat percentage, uh, but not a lot of not a lot of bulk to him. Join Inspired Disorder Plus today. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus to join. Membership includes members-only discounts and deals. You get access to the Ray Taylor Show completely ad-free, as well as bonus episodes. You get access to the complete live painting archive. You also get access to every single podcast ever produced by Inspired Disorder, hosted by Ray Taylor. You get access to Ray Taylor's personal blog, as well as the opportunity to ask me any questions. So if you want to start a podcast, you're into art, ask me anything. And so many more things are being added every day to Inspire Disorder Plus. So sign up today, become a member, head on over to inspiredisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspire Disorder Plus member today. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, I thought was great. Just the way she moved her body. It really felt like it really, despite the fact that Catwoman is a very realistic, grounded take, I, I felt the way that she uh, portrayed Catwoman made that kind of idea of her being Catwoman. Compared to uh, Anne Hathaway in Batman uh, or The Dark Knight Rises, where she plays Catwoman, very kind of similar takes on the Catwoman. They both have, you know, just a piece of equipment that kind of gives them the cat ears that isn't really supposed to be cat ears. Um, but I think just the body movements, the body acting, the physical acting of Zoe Kravitz uh, pulled it off better. I also like Jeffrey Wright as uh, Lieutenant Gordon, uh, despite the fact that he's doing the Batman voice the entire movie. The entire movie! I mean, maybe there's a scene or two where he is not doing the Batman voice, but he is doing the Batman voice. And there are a lot of scenes with him and Batman where they're both doing the Batman voice to each other, and there's no reason. Like, I could understand, because it's kind of a low, growly whisper, but all their scenes together, they're not around people. A lot, Aside from, like, when they're actually at crime scenes or whatever, but a lot of the meetings that they have, they're alone on some abandoned room on top of an abandoned house, uh, building, and it's just they're both doing the Batman voice to each other, and there's no reason for it. Like, just speak normally. You're not around anybody. Even if they are at a crime scene, the, you're not keeping secrets from anybody. Just speak normally. Kind of a problem. Paul Dano was great as the Riddler. The Riddler's outfit and costume, how that all came together. Uh, when you see like the chat room that kind of ins that helped him get everything together and became like his goons, uh, I thought that was great. Paul Dano's great in everything, uh, and uh, John Turturro is amazing. I love John Turturro in every single thing he's done. One of the greatest actors of our time, by far. By far, this guy elevates everything that he's in. And he plays Carmine Falcone, who's a character that's been in other Batmans. I think this is probably the best Carmine Falcone. Uh, and despite the fact that uh, Colin Farrell is is um, the Penguin, like, I, I still think, you know, probably, no, they, it's not the best Penguin, that's for sure. <laughs> it's an interesting take, though. Uh, Peter Sarsgaard plays the DA. I thought he was great. Kind of a, you know, a believable dirtbag. Uh, Andy Serkis plays Alfred. Uh, I like Andy Serkis. 
d- like for whatever reason didn't really buy him as Alfred. I mean, it's hard to top previous Alfreds, but uh, you know, Andy Circus didn't, and he survived a C four explosion within the same room. Kind of crazy. Uh, so I liked the casting of this movie. I enjoyed that. I thought the, all the performances were great. Um, they did great stuff. Uh, let's see. The uh, the end of this movie, because I never knew, I never read the comics of, of Batman, but apparently this was a take from a series of comics, whatever, whatever, where Gotham is below sea level. Which is a thing that's mentioned early in the movie to set up the fact that it's like you're, you know, to set up the fact that the end, like this is how they're going to get Gotham is to flood it. There's a seawall, like they speak of the seawall early on uh, in the movie. And I think it's just crazy that there would be this giant city, whether it's Chicago or... Uh, D.C. or New York or any major city that Gotham is trying to be a replica of. I, I would assume it's trying to be somewhere on the East Coast. Uh, it has that vibe of, like, East Coast. Uh, I can't imagine they would build a city so big under the sea, under sea level. Like, I know of New Orleans is under sea level but that's not a giant metropolis type of a city that would just be crazy to to build a giant city under sea level so despite the fact that i get you know it works for what the mastermind of the riddler is trying to do to flood the city uh it's i don't know it's just kind of like it doesn't make sense why it would be there to begin with like, there's so many other creative ways you could do than just, oh, we're going to put the city below sea level. And, of course, there's going to be bombs that go off to flood everything. But, you know, go past that, and it's an interesting take. It's, I mean, it's an interesting way to, you know, have stakes in the movie. The, the end scene is pretty great where, like, Batman becomes, like, the savior of Gotham. Uh, sacrificing himself, which is a similar thing that Batman's done in other movies. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, in a lot of ways, it's Batman Returns, but, like, a more grounded version of Batman Returns. Like, if, if Batman Returns was directed by, um, the guy that did Seven in Zodiac, and I'm blanking on his name right now, uh, no, is not not Christopher Nolan. It's uh, um, gosh, what's his name? Uh, his name is Robert Paulson. His name, David Fincher. God. Horrible, David Fincher. It feels like if David Fincher went back in time, like a today's David Fincher would probably do a better job. Uh, but it, it's like. If David Fincher directed uh, Batman Returns instead of uh, the guy that did direct it. <laughs> Batman Returns was directed by uh, Tim Burton. 
Yeah. It has that vibe to it. Has that vibe to it. Which is interesting. But it's cl- it clearly feels like an impression. Like, the the mystery, the clues, all of those things didn't really, weren't as satisfying as the movies that it's trying to imitate. Like, the, the investigation of Zodiac, way better. Way better, f- like, vibe to, like, because it feels like, you know, it feels, even in Seven, it feels like as they're investigating it, they are putting themselves in trouble. Like, you can tell in those movies that it's like they're getting closer and closer to evil, which you don't get that feeling. Whether it's because it's a superhero and it's Batman, you know Batman's not going to die. You know, you you just, uh, nobody really dies in this movie. Even Alfred. I mean, people survive C4 explosions. It's it's not going to have those stakes. You're not going to, you're not, you never really feel like, oh, no. There's a moment at the end where Batman gets electrocuted and it's like an oh no moment, but it only lasts for a second. It's like a fake oh no moment. So it's a fake oh no moment almost as much as the whatever Star Wars that was. I think it was the last Star Wars where the J.J. Abrams one where there's a ship that explodes and you think that that uh, that um, Chewie is on that spaceship and you think Chewie dies, but then like just a second later... He's right there. It's it's like a complete fake. It's manipulative and, and and weak. It's it's a very weak way of trying to manipulate somebody, uh, just to make them think that for no reason other than to just fake them out. It kind of has that, but I enjoyed it overall. Surprisingly, like despite the fact that I I had problems with it, it's just especially once I saw. All of the other Batman movies, like, they all have problems. All of them except for one. They all have problems. And I think what this is trying to do in a lot of ways kind of overcompensates enough for the problems. And also, long, three hours? Three hours? Like, all the Batman movies are over two hours anyway. Don't get me wrong. They're all very long. But three hours? Do we have to do every movie? Warner Brothers, do, does every movie have to be two and a half hours plus? Like, do we have to follow the Zack Snyder rules of... I mean, I guess some of the, the Nolan movies were two and a half hours, maybe three hours, so they're kind of long as well. But, like, come on. You can cut so much. Like, they could cut characters. Like, the Catwoman character... Despite being cool, despite having kind of a like she's the son of Falcone, daughter of Falcone, but like doesn't know that he is like evil. Like there's aspects to her character that are like, uh, really? You sure? She could have been cut. The Joker could have been or the the uh, Penguin could have been cut. This almost had a scene with the Joker in it. I mean, it kind of does at the end in in Arkham Asylum, but there's a, a deleted scene where. Batman goes to interview the Joker or talk to the Joker. Uh, so it could have even had more characters. But um, it just felt like at times they were trying to do too much. But overall, I liked it. I liked it. I'm not, like, obsessed. Like, there's people that are obsessed with this movie. Like, this is the best movie ever made, ever. 
Uh, it's just, it's really weird how absolutely passionate people can be over some of the most mediocre stuff. And not that this is mediocre, but like, there's, it's not perfect. Come on. It's like, I know you've seen other movies. This isn't the best movie you've seen. Uh, but anyway, I enjoyed it overall. And uh, check it out if you haven't. The Batman. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Ouch! Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.